Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow. Pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney. So what? You might have recognized a little bit of gravitas there in one of our introductions. Because <laughs> now we are essentially the uh, the true voice of the nation. We've turned into, who's that American fucker who sells toothpaste that's going to cure corona? Alex someone or Alex other. Aquafresh. Yeah, that's him, yeah. <laughs> that, that mad fucking... Um, conspiracy theory to us we're we're like that but we're the truth we're bringing you the truth during this crisis there's loads of um there's loads of people claiming to have got a cure um all over the world right now which they'll sell in order for a quick listen on their podcast yeah yeah did you um have you heard much of talk sport over the last few days no i've been meaning to tune in see what's (laughs) going on i tuned in twice uh on sunday on both occasions, they were just doing quizzes. It's like the last day, like the last day of term at school when there's no lessons. Do you know what? I think in some ways I might enjoy it more because, like the, the you know, the thing about talk sport is you're constantly reacting to news, right? React, 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 react. all the latest Talking opinions. Points. I've probably done a lot of my talk sport career, if you can call it that, about ten years. Most of it or a, a disproportionate amount of it would have been off-season because I was mm. always cover, super sub, right? Covering people, yeah. So so you you always find yourself there at times when there's yeah. less stuff on. and You're never allowed to touch the good stuff. Well, yeah, I always... <laughs> but in a way, that suited me better. Like It was like when yeah, me and you did some shows together, it was much better. If we'd been doing it in the thick of action, we would have found it quite boring because all you have to mm. do is keep reacting to what's gone on in a game. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think one of the greatest ever moments, it certainly in my broadcasting career, was when we did that. Which I've I've got a sneaking suspicion may be the reason that I stopped getting booked like hardly at all. Was when Aye. we did the Paul Skulls. Um, who was it? I've forgotten. Reg Varney. Reg Varney. Paul Skulls call, which I've got no regrets yeah. about because not at all. I think it was career highlight. I think it was brilliant. I think it was one of the most fun. Clips that we've ever yeah. produced. Shall I just drop it in now? At this point in the yeah, podcast, yeah, do it in case none of you have heard it. This is uh, this is, now, I think, the we'll last time Andy and I ever presented together on Talkspot. <laughs> yeah, here it is. This, this is, is it. it. Biggest contribution to British public life in the post-war years is it Paul Scholes or Reg Varney? Ron's on the line. He's a Chelsea fan in Basingstoke. Hello, Ron. Evening, Ron. Hello, hello there. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be Reg Varney for me. Why? I think it's a generation thing, but uh, I always watched on the buses uh, when it came on at the time, you know. Yeah. 
uh, at the time, we needed somebody, some laughs and that after the Second World War with comedy. And, and uh, he was more down to earth. He was, yeah. We could relate more to him than Paul Scholes. Yeah, but really. Hang on, Paul Scholes had, had an exquisite touch. You know that when David Beckham signed for Real Madrid, Zidane... Right, yeah. And Luis Figo, mm-hmm. Roberto Carlos, they came straight over to Beckham and they said, "Tell us everything about Skulls. Tell mm. us how he trains." How can Reg Varney yeah. possibly compare to that? Well, I think uh, a lot of people were sort of into television more than the football at that time. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, I can remember Reg Varney starting in the rag trade. You know, mm. I'm with you, Ron. You know, like Paul Skulls, for all his um, earthy beginnings, he was a millionaire. A millionaire footballer, whereas someone working in a clothes factory or working as a bus driver, people can relate to that, and it it helped Reg become the star that he was. Yeah, I mean, I still watch repeats, you know, on on Gold, and uh, I still find it funny, you know. I, I mean, I'm not into all this pol- political correctness and all that. Mm. I mean, do you think Paul Scholes was guilty of being a bit too politically correct at times? Pardon? Was Paul Scholes? too politically correct at times. I remember Paul Scholes when he first came to Manchester United and he, w- he wouldn't say a boot to a goose. He wouldn't say anything. He, but, 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 Reg Varney's character, uh, Stan. Stan Butler. Here we go. 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 This is it. In on the buses was a, a, a outgoing, wisecracking character, whereas Paul Scholes, as you've just said, was almost devoid of personality, wasn't he? Yeah, he was quite introverted. Yeah, in that, you yeah. Know. But now, I mean, um, I mean, I'm not knocking his uh, his midfield availability and and uh, his sort of uh, situation with football, but I think. Uh, as I say, it may be a generation thing, but uh, my vote would go with Red Red Varney. This is it. Yeah, I mean, that, I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was a brilliant bit of It work. was great fun. I sometimes wonder whether the powers that be might have heard it and thought, hmm, they're taking the piss out of a listener there. But well, I hope, there was, I hope there was... we walked the line just about okay. Because, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to make a fool of that person. No. Um, and his, his opinion was valid, I thought, wasn't it? Uh, you know. Yeah, it was valid. I mean, that was what I liked about it, is that he, he, t- he took our question at face value and that's all we wanted people to do. Regular yeah. listeners to this podcast will know that. We don't, there's never a trick going on. We're not trying to trick, we're not trying to ask you a silly question, then get you to give a silly answer, then take the piss. We actually want you to take our silly question at face value and that's precisely what that caller did. Of course he did. Yeah, but I think there was a new management sort of shake-up, wasn't there, at the time at TalkSport as well and... Perhaps there was a bit of a less yeah. of a um, <clears throat> emphasis on on humor, fun and maybe. banter. Um, yeah. There was a there was. I remember one summer, and I used to do a huge amount of the sports bar, which is the show that Andy Goldstein and uh, Jason Candy do from yeah. ten to one. Which I still think is a really good show. Whenever I get the chance to listen to it, which is rare because you know I go to bed early, but if I'm ever in a taxi late at night, it's often on. And it's yeah. it's funny, right? I think Can you just can you just treat us to a little bit of Jason Cundy? Yeah. Right now. Go on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sports bar. Talk sport. Yep. Yeah. Go on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Then what? Right. And <laughs> and I mean I've spent 
more hours than is probably healthy for a man locked in a radio studio <laughs> with Kate, Jason Cundy. Because mm. Goldstein used to go off and present the snooker a lot for long periods, yeah. sometimes months on yeah. end. Because it, this is another good thing about TalkSport. They were like, you know, he, he would just go, well, I'm getting paid more for that, so... I'll do that and they go, oh, all right, fair enough. We'll get to Lady. It's therapeutic for him as well, I imagine. Yeah, so I'd do, so, so I'd, I'd do like two two months, and we're just and because it's late, there's that sense of anarchy. In fact, that was the slot mm. that me and you were covering, I think, when we did that call. But uh, yeah. I remember one night, and it was like it was the summer, and Wimbledon, the football, there was no football, and Wimbledon was being rained off, and the weather was a terrible fucking weather, right? Really terrible. It was bucketing every day maybe 2012 or something, and we had no content. There was no, not even any tennis to talk about because it had been cancelled. So we opened the lines and just said, ring up and have a right good moan about the weather, right? And <laughs> it was brilliant, right? It filled like the best part of three hours, people calling up, going mental about the weather, right? And I thought... Mm. um, and that was when I realised I needed to do a podcast called Top Flight Time Machine, where we, <laughs> we lured people in by telling it was about sport, but in fact talked about any old mundane day-to-day business. The other, the other best one, just as further evidence, the fact that sometimes I think talk sport is at its best when they don't have any proper sport to talk about, is we yeah. just got people to ring in and <clears throat> order in, right? I think that it was football, mm. women... I mean, mm-hmm. different times. Even going back yeah. eight years, you couldn't say this now. Football, whip, I think it was football, women, um, money, beer, mm. and the darts, right? We were like, those are the five best things in life, but yeah. what order do you put them in? What order do you put them in? So it was sort of like, we're not, obviously, it's just we start from a position of, it's generally acknowledged that those are the five things that make life worth living, but what order do you put yeah. them in? I think the conversation had started is because, like Jason had got so into the darts over Christmas that he'd come yeah, in yeah. and said deeply serious to me, "Thing is, Sam, right? I'm I'm not joking. I I, I think I prefer the darts to the football." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, quite a big thing to announce." But understandable. My fa- but anyway, three hours we had people really seriously texting in, tweeting in, calling in, and having very serious debates about what the correct order. Of those things should be. Those five, yeah. And my favourite call that I remember was someone called up and went, "Great call, mate. Um, really enjoying listening to different people's opinions, but you've made a an error." And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, you've left out the sick thing, haven't you? The kiddies. <laughs> you forgot about the kiddies." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know what? You're right. I apologise. Let's chuck the kiddies in as well." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I remember that show I did with James Brown on a Saturday night. Oh, we yeah. weren't allowed to just do anything. We had, we had people on who were bog snorkelers. We had a thing where I took a sausage roll in a thermos flask from Sunderland down to London to see if it would stay warm. Yeah. And I think I think TalkSpot really should be drafting me and you in now but just to work round the clock we 24 hours. We would be hours, perfect. Because we've got it nailed. We would be perfect for what they require right now. But I think I read on Twitter that they had they had Stuart Pearson on Sunday morning playing his 12th favourite punk rock yeah, records. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's that the sort of radio great. that we want. I think it's coming into its own. I don't listen into uh, TalkSport as much as I used to, but I think during this era, period, I probably will, because I think they'll have more of that sort of malarkey, and it'll go back to being lots of fun again. Not that, yeah, mm. listen, 
I don't want to sound like someone who used to work at Talksport doesn't so much anymore and is bitter about it. I'm not. I think it's a great station. I personally chose to engage more in music radio. It was a little thing I did for my yeah. own mental health and it worked. So Yeah, okay. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, it's good. And I, I tell you what I liked on The Late Tackle with you and James was when you just spoke to that bloke at a German car boot sale every week. Yeah. That was brilliant. Every week. You just called yeah. a, a bloke you knew in Germany and every yeah. week he'd been to a German car boot sale and you literally just asked him what he'd got. Well, he'd got <laughs> and he'd send pictures in as well and we'd tweet the pictures out. Yeah, good. And there was always lots of uh, lots of bras. There used to be big fucking buckets full of second-hand bras. Second-hand ones. Every, oh, every stall. The big German bosoms. German Fraulein numbers. bosoms are touched. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I can see the appeal in that. <clears throat> So anyway, I don't know how we got to that. Um, we tried to do an episode yesterday and there was a technical issue, let's say, and it, it went wrong. It, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, it, it felt a little bit like a cry for help from you because you, ha- you had a lot I'd, you wanted to get off your I'd chest. Been on you ma- I'd about, been on manoeuvres yesterday. You'd been on manoeuvres. You'd been taking the temperature of the nation. Mm. You'd been up the storage. I've um, been up the storage. About a storage assistant that you've got, Todd, my mate. In your Todd, employ, my mate Todd. Yeah, he's. I, I wouldn't like to call him assistant. I would say he's a, a storage he's a volunteer. Well, he's a storage expert, is what he is. Right. I mean, he is a consultant. He's a storage consultant. Um, mm. He's he's a good mate. He's he's sort of a relative actually. A he's, good he, mate. He's a good mate. <laughs> uh, he's a good man, and he's a solid. A he's mate. a solid canter. So, <laughs> and he will. I think he might even be IFS, but. When you get Todd involved in your storage situation, things really go up to next level. Because right. yeah. what has worked for me in terms of my um, interactions with Todd is that I've I've utilised the fact that he's got terrible OCD, which means that rather mm. than just chuck everything in storage like I would do, like a normal person does, which is just chuck it, in. Get, just chuck chuck it, it in. all in. Check, keep chucking it, Check kids. The door. Keep chucking it, kids. You can fit more in. And then just lean against the door with all my body weight to padlock <laughs> it shut. And then next time you open it, years later, it just all collapses on you and kills you. No. Mm. What Todd does is he, he's an obsessive compulsive and he does it like fucking Tetris, right? The things mm. are, are wedged in there with the, the most awe-inspiring precision, right? Um... So that, what that means is when you go to storage, it's actually quite... Can I just stop you there? Just before you... Just while I remember, uh, talking about sports channels and, and content at the minute, mm. BT Sport have been showing the Tetris World Championship I know. over the last few days. That's Str- something. Struggling, aren't they? Struggling. So, you know, if you're desperate. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, they've, also had, oh, they've also had the Hot Dog Eating Championship as well. I saw both of BT those, but I didn't watch them, but I will do. Yeah, well, so- they are showing loads and loads of the brilliant 30 for 30 documentaries, including the O.J. Simpson series, which is magnificent. You should, you the should best watch one of those that I've seen, although I haven't seen loads of them, is the uh, NWA um, LA Raiders one. Ice Cube Ooh, presents it. Ice Cube presents it, and it's brilliant. It's all about the connection between NWA and the Los right. Angeles Raiders. where You know, Ooh. because they wore all their merch and stuff like that, and it yeah. kind of might turn them from, you know, sort of an average... NFL team into this world brand. Turn them into a hip brand. They've since yeah. become the Oakland Raiders, but it doesn't really make a difference. People still go around wearing those hats because mm. it became synonymous with West Coast rap music. 
Yeah. Which is That'll basically... happen with Sunderland when the new series of uh, Sunderland Till I Die drops. Yeah, everyone will be going around wearing a Sunderland hat. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So, uh, anyway, um, so funnily enough, the reason I went up the storage was because we've been talking so much about content. And on an episode last week, I was eulogizing about the greatest football video I ever owned. The thing that made me took my love of football to a deeper level and has lived with me in my mind and my soul ever since. And it, it was a history of the World Cup from 1966 to 1986, because I think I got the video in 1987. And I think 66 was when they started making those FIFA films. So that was Mm. what the footage was drawn from. And it is the most beautifully structured, um, most beautifully structured, beautiful looking, just engrossing World Cup documentary. It's actually called The Greatest Goals Ever Scored uh, from Bobby Charlton to Diego Maradona. And I was talking about and going on about how great it was. And I suddenly was overwhelmed with the need to see it and to show it to my son. Hmm. so I said yesterday I just sort of spontaneously went I'm going up the storage so I got up the storage and I wanted to find that and an old copy of Later magazine which is the magazine I worked for when I was younger and there's loads of I mean I wrote endless articles in there uh, but the one that I was that I'm most fond of was my article about the making of Airplane Um, I took it upon myself to just like spend a couple of months like tracking down everyone who had anything to do with making Airplane so the Zucker brothers and Jerry Abrams and the whole cast, everyone who was in it, who was still alive anyway. And uh, it was a really long article and I loved it. And I've put on Twitter a few times the letter that David Zucker sent me afterwards saying how much he'd enjoyed it. Anyway, I thought I want to find that and I want to find my uh, Diego Maradona World Cup video. So I went up the storage. Well, Todd had packed it so tightly. It was impossible to get anything out. Mm. There were boxes right at the bottom. And if the magazines were in there, you'd have to remove every single other box in order to get it out, right? And then I'd have to rebuild the structure, which, of course, would utilise my get it in, chuck it in policy. You haven't got the know-how. You need Todd there to extract it and then reinstall it. Todd has basically overstored. Yeah, it was over storage. I spent a good long time... the, the. Boxes on the top had loads of old magazines and newspapers that I'd written for over the years. And I spent, I ended up going into a wormhole about myself, a Sam Delaney wormhole. Mm. I found all these old. Like the numbskulls we talked about last week yeah. kind of went inside your own mind. I went inside my own mind, my own history. 
and I found all these old NMEs that I'd written for in the early noughties with like, uh, I forgot I used to edit the letters page on there sometimes where you do facetious replies to people's letters right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I was reading thinking, oh, I was perfect for this job because I'm a bit of a cunt. And that yeah. was what was required for this yeah. job. Uh, well, I mean, they probably just thought that, you know, whoever was the editor oh, yeah, at the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, no, I know the yeah, guy thought- the guy who commissioned me to do it very much knew me and would have thought this is the perfect job for Delaney because our readers send letters <laughs> in in good faith. Young men and women who just have a, a, a legitimate passion for music. And what yeah. we need is a bit of a cunt to just throw it back so in their faces. Cut them off. With a, yeah. with a facetious, pointless joke. I've got yeah, just the yourself. man. Anyway, yeah. so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, I found an old copy of the Guardian Guide where I'd gone and had lunch with the house, the French house duo Air in the Pompidou Centre in Paris, which right. I'd all but forgotten about. Um, but I thought, fucking hell, that was amazing. So I you know, went down memory lane. And uh, next thing I knew, I'd been in there for like an hour, sat on top of a big pile of furniture reading old magazine articles, but I had not found mm. either of the things I went for. And I'd smashed a massive framed picture of Cool and the Gang, because I had a framed poster of their live 1980s tour, Funk Emergency. And oh, what a fucking name. Yeah, what just a name brilliant. That I thought, I, I, obviously, I was too young to go to, to see them, but I just wanted the poster, because it was fucking Funk Emergency is the best name for a tour ever. And, <laughs> and Cool and the Gang were in this poster all running, like, they were, they were all running like... I don't know, like a funk monster was chasing them through the streets yeah, well, of LA. Yeah, funk emergency, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, run away, there's a funk emergency, quick. It was great, and I had it framed. It was massive in a big gold frame. But anyway, while I was clambering around looking for this fucking content, I stepped on it, and there were shards of glass everywhere. Oh. So I repacked the storage as best I could, and I took the shards of glass, and I put them in a bag. And mm-hmm. I tried to look for a bin to put them in, but storage doesn't mm-hmm. have any bins in the car park, so they know everyone would fly tip. They'll just chuck all the shit in. So I chucked yeah. this bag of glass in the back of my motor and yeah. thought, I'll find some other bin to chuck it in, or I'll keep an eye out for a tip, for a, uh, no, for, no, for a no, skip. Uh, yeah, I made some notes while we were doing the episode yesterday, and basically uh, the next point that I had was, tell us about what you did with the broken glass, Sam. Well, my next stop was I drove out on the M4 to Costco. I'd, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah go on. I, I just, I'll just sit back. You just do what I, you did yesterday. I went, Carry on. I went to Costco in Hayes, which is about 20 minutes at the M4. I joined mm. it in the morning because I found out that you could get a trade membership for 26 quid if you had a VAT registered mm. company, which I do. So I signed up Ooh. online and then I drove out there. I have I have various VAT registered interests in my portfolio. Concerns. Yes. So I own a chain of corner shops. I've never told you that, but anyway, I went. You what? I own a chain of corner shops. No, I don't really. <laughs> and I, I went. I will do one if day. Only right I, now. I fuck. went. I went out to Hayes and I went to this fucking Costco, <clears> and the atmosphere there was slightly post-apocalyptic. People yeah. running around, few tempers fraying, uh, lots of security on the door being a little bit aggro. But I thought, yeah. fine, whatever. I went in, and really what I was there to do was to um, stock up on things like large bags of rice and large bags of lentils and mm. um, maybe a crate of long-life milk. But, of course, none of that stuff was there. This place is like gone. a huge fucking 
like aircraft hangar but none mm. of that stuff was there so the only shit left right there was no toilet roll there was a sign up as soon as you entered saying there is no toilet roll here there was a queue right through the whole <laughs> shop for kitchen roll if you come for toilet roll fuck off you're gonna be disappointed use your fucking hand <laughs> use a rag there was a huge queue for the kitchen roll uh it's so so amazing when you're looking at people and you see them and they all look a bit anxious. They're standing in line for ages and you're thinking, those people are all worrying about what to wipe the shit off their ass with. Mm. <laughs> and that's quite intimate, isn't it? It's quite a private it's, matter wiping your bum. Yeah, but they're all thinking it at the same time in the same place. Everyone, and everyone's openly saying, I've got, mm. I've got shit problems on the horizon. Mm. And I'm trying to address them and prepare shit myself. Trying to, trying to head my shit issues off at the past. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no. So I started having a look around. There was fuck all, right? But after a 10-minute walk around, I looked at my trolley. And once you're in there, everything's so cheap. And you buy everything in such large numbers. And you see things that you don't usually see in the supermarket. And so you end up being hypnotized by it, right? And Mm. so I had, in my big trolley, I had a massive crate of Heineken Zeros. 24 for 9.99, which I thought was amazing value. I had wow. a box of about 50 individual packets of mini cheddars. I had w- of a box of 100 Cadbury's Freddos. Mm-hmm. I had, um, what else did I have? I had a massive sack of frozen strawberries. I mean, I, was, I, had, I, had, a, I had 50 um, dishcloths in various colours that cost about one pound, right, for the whole lot. Well, that that could be a good backup when the toilet roll runs yeah. out. Yeah. Just saying. And I looked at all this shit and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? This is nonsense. I don't need any of this shit. None of this shit is what I came here for. Then I stuck a straw. Then they've also got hardware there, which I didn't mm. know. They have hardware and electricals and outdoor fuck. goods. You could even have bought a treadmill or a rowing machine, which is another thing mm. I thought about for a minute. So I thought, well, it's going to be harder to get down the gym. Anyway. The one thing, the reason I, I, I the moment I realised that I was going mad and that coronavirus mania had gripped me was I literally found myself trying to wrestle a 20 litre tea urn into my trolley, which I had discovered because it's the sort you would never see in the shops because it's this, this, these Costco's, they cater for people who are in the trade, you know, like the hospitality trade. Yeah. And it was a proper old-fashioned canteen tea and fucking huge with a little tap at the bottom and a plug, yeah. right? And I thought, mm. fuck me, I've always wanted one of these. You can fill it with water, and then whenever you want to make a cup of tea, you just pour it straight out, boiling. Mm. Fucking great, non-stop. And I thought, 50 quid's not bad. And I'm loading it in, and I just sort of... It was like a caught glimpse of myself. I stepped back mm. and I thought, Delaney, this is a problem now. I'm you, glad you did that, Sam. So yeah. I put it back on the shelf. I put most things back, but not uh, the milk, because that was the main perishable. And then I just dumped the trolley in the middle of just an aisle. It. Yeah. And I fucked off out of there. And it had been a long yeah. drive out, and I thought, I'm going, and I'm not buying anything. Mm-hmm. And I drove home. You, you got yourself caught up in panic buying there, didn't you? I really did, Without because the other it. thing is, you see other people, and you start observing what they're buying, and you start thinking... Mm. Shit, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe I need to get that. I need some of that. So people yeah. were buying shitloads of water. So I texted my mate. I texted Mark Machado, who is a um, he's a Costco pro because Costco King. his yeah. his family and him that they, like for them that's just standard. They only ever shop at Costco. Yeah. 
So they, they've been they've been stocked up for this, this yeah. crisis. Oh, for they, they've been years, prepping they? their whole lives. Yeah. So I said to him, "Fucking hell!" And I told him, "He said, don't worry about it, mate." I said, "What's going on with the fucking water?" I said, "Everyone's buying water." He said, "Have you read anything about there being a threat to the water supply?" He went, "No, nah, don't worry." He goes. He's Sri Lankan. He goes, they're all Sri Lankan. He goes, so they're used to like, which it was. I mean, it's a very Asian area, Hayes, right? And he went, um, you know, I mean, I was one of only a couple of white faces in this place, right? And he said that culturally, um, he said a lot of people will be preparing for the way that these crises go down in places like Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. He went, where sometimes without any notice whatsoever, the water supply just might be switched off indefinitely. hell, yeah. Yeah. And actually, he goes, that's why everyone's buying water. And actually, it was very sobering because it made me think, for fuck's sake, we are in a very first world country. I'd argue the most first world country in the world. Yeah. And, mm. you know, it's going to be tough. But I thought, fuck me, we're not facing having the water switched off with no notice. Anyway, Well, you say that, but we didn't expect a fucking virus to shut all the pubs down, did we? No. And here we are. No. So, well, anyway. it be worth getting back then. Get your water diviners out. Yeah. Um, I got back uh, to that to the rig and thought, yeah. Delaney, this has been mad. You fucked up the storage hunting. You fucked up the Costco journey. Go home and stay in your house like everyone's telling you to. I got home and then I remembered, fuck, the, I've still got the glass. I had a right. bag full of glass shards in the back of my motor. Yeah. Stop there, Sam. We're out of time. We're going to do the broken glass story tomorrow because we're trying to knock out an episode every day. So, okay. well, then we're, we're, tune, we're spreading this shit out thin. Ch- tune back in because the, what the, there's an actual glass update since I last told you about it, oh! and, and the glass situation is the real hot content that's worth listening to. Ladies and gentlemen, this is worth tuning in for tomorrow. So yeah, come back tomorrow and listen to the glass story. <laughs> we dare you. See you, dickheads. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.